0: Snow bunnies. Huh. Weren't you hoping for six or eight inches this morning? (laughs) We had enough, haven't we? All right. I'm glad to see you all this morning. Uh, You know, I'm wondering why we have to go through the process of watching one state after another legalizing marijuana, recreational marijuana. And now it's right next door, right? This is Illinois, now has brought that up, and they're going to pass that law. They're just pretty sure, pretty sure about that. And I just wonder, what is this fascination about sin that causes people to doubt that sin is as ugly as the Bible says it is? Yes. Can't hear me. Gosh, I thought I was really loud. Okay. I'll repeat that last question because I want us to hear it. What is this fascination about sin that caused people to doubt that sin is as ugly as the Bible says it is? Are are that walking with Christ is as beautiful as the Bible says it is? Why do we have to try sin for ourselves? Why do our kids have to do that? Can't we take the example of somebody who's been through the horrors of having Satan put their claws in him, his claws in them? And learn from that? We don't have to taste it. I think there's a far greater testimony than I was caught in the depths of sin and God pulled me out. I think the greater testimony is something like, you know, God has walked with me and led me safely all the way. Isn't that a good testimony? But when we begin to adapt to the world, and that's something Christians are doing, is adapting to the world. Something's wrong. Romans says, be not conformed. To the world. Be ye transformed by what? The renewing of your mind. Okay. So I wish that we could say, and I wonder if you can say this. God, would you transform me? I want to be yours, and I want you to be my God fully. And I do not want to keep adapting to the world and making the changes for the worst that it's making. When a real Christian takes a stand, we stand out. That's what's happening now because we have Hollywood and the media, the Internet, entertainment, pulling us away from God all the time. And somebody needs to pull back. Sisters need to stand together, you know, and just just make a statement. Devil, you cannot have my mind. You cannot have my body. You cannot have my ears. You can't have my eyes. Absalom was so good looking. Beautiful. He had charisma. And he won the hearts of the people away from David. Why? Well, we like good-looking men. They turn our hearts. We admire them. We vote for them. We have a bunch of young people going to run for president. Have you noticed that? A bunch of women, nice-looking women, young people in some cases. We go for the charisma and the smile and the twinkling eyes. America loves youth. Just, Just watch a little TV and see. Beauty makes socialism look good. It worked for Absalom. He built an army behind his father's back, and it was his plan to steal the kingdom. It was an evil plan from an evil son. And you know what happened? Civil war. Does that make you shudder? Civil war. 20,000 men died on the battlefield at the battle we're going to be studying about today. But here is an astonishing fact, and I wonder if you caught it as you read through your scriptures today. Listen. They did not die because their weapons and armor were not top quality. They didn't die because they were unprepared for battle. The Bible says they died because of the woods. Did you catch that? Some, a couple of you are nodding with me. 1 Samuel eighteen eight that we're studying today says, The battle spread over the whole countryside and the forest. The forest swallowed up more men that day than did the sword. The forest, really? What is that talking about? Well, here is a conflict where thousands fell because the woods they got into. Soldiers belong on the battlefield. They were slaughtered by being lured into the woods. You know, people of God take a little trip into the woods. They do. They never fall because Satan's power is greater than God's because it's not. No devil in hell could ever pull you out of God's hand. But there are some places that you don't have any business being You know, there are some conversations that you should never have. There are some things you should never do, and you know, you know, the Holy Spirit rises up in you, right? This is not for you. Stay away from this, stay out of the woods. Why did these soldiers leave the battlefield and go into the woods? Well, the woods were apparently enticing that day, they looked like cover rather than the open field. You know, people go on vacation and it's dangerous. They go into national forest they go skiing. When they need to ha- know that they might get their legs broken, right? Or they go into natural forests and they're so beautiful and they're dangerous. People are always getting lost. They're always having to hunt people up that have gone into the forest there. And there are wild be- there's bears there. But people go because it's vacation. The The world looks so pretty. Glitz and glamour and sexual enticement and everything appealing to the flesh. Watch the commercials. The danger is tremendous. One trip, one short excursion can absolutely change your life. Does anybody know that? Anybody know that? Satan is vicious. There's nothing too vile for him to do ever. We don't believe it. But the Bible says his delight, his job, listen to these words. You know them. What's he want? I want to kill. I want to steal. I want to destroy. That's what he's after. He loves the death of a child. Every baby pulled out of the womb and stabbed with scissors delights him. He loves the rape of women. He loves laughs at starvation all over the world torture if we could see how evil he was we'd never be tempted to go into the woods but we forget we're deceived into thinking he's not all bad apparently because we play at some stuff we should never play at let me give you a real ugly illustration eskimos have a way to kill a wolf they take a sharp blade and they dip it in seals blood And they let it dry and freeze and they dip it again and let it dry and it forms coat after coat of frozen blood. And then they drive the handle into the snow and the wolf smells the blood and he begins to lick it. And the tongue begins to bleed and drain the very life out of him. And he cannot tell the difference between the seal's blood and his own blood. And he wonders, why am I weak? And he staggers off to die, never knowing what happened to him. How about that? But that's what sin is like. The enemy makes you crave something that's wrong. He presents it to you like it's something you can have, and he's not going to show you the blade. He shows you the thing that you want. He doesn't show you the death, the sorrow, the tears, the addiction, the regret, the humiliation, the divorce, the brokenhearted parents, the weeping children, (laughs) the disaster that comes after you've tasted the apple that you thought you wanted, the woods disorient the victim you just walk away from God for a little season just a little season little thing I just want this little season in the woods I'm not perfect after all a little taste something that I've been denied what I'm doing's not that bad guys don't think it can happen to you because it can each of us have our area of temptation and we're supposed to know what it is sometimes we just get discontent you ever have little patches of discontent in your life you know my marriage my job my finances my future my life there's something better i've I've missed out on some stuff it's out there for me if i go get it it maybe not too late people may have a little flirtation with the world and you might make it out of the woods but your marriage may not your children may not There will be a path for your particular temptation. It will be there for you, a path. It'll open to take you into the woods. Know that it will be there. Satan will be there urging you to come on. There's satisfaction here in the darkness. It's dark. Nobody will know. You'll be satisfied. Come on in. Battling in the light is a whole lot easier than battling in the dark woods because when I'm living right with God, I can say the name of Jesus and every demon has to bow. You know, but in the woods, demons attack and you say, in the name of Jesus, they laugh at you. They say, Paul, I know, and Jesus, I know, but who are you? You're on my turf. You're at my party. He has home field advantage. Our weapons fail with our lousy decision to step into the appealing darkness of the woods. Ladies, I hope each one of you are thinking what your temptation is. I hope you know. Is it your mouth? Is it your anger? Is it something that you're holding that you needed to let go years ago? I hope you know what it is. Because Absalom rode headlong through the woods and his long hair got hung in the branch of the oak tree and he was left dangling. The woods got a hold of him. How? It got his head. It got his head. The woods get you by the head, your thought life what you think about, what you let your mind dwell on. Maybe it's that TV show that you know is not good for you, yet you're caught in that thing. You know, Christian women have that problem all over the place. Christian people do. When the enemy gets your thoughts, you're in serious trouble. The world is saturated. Just pick up the remote. You can't listen to four-letter words all day long and then think it won't affect you as a Christian, as a Christian witness, the holiness of God. Don't think that won't mess with you. Your head gets caught. You can't hold a grudge. You can't tell a lie. You can't live in a pretense without getting your mind caught. In the Old Testament, the Bible talks about Noah's day, and you know what it said? Man's thoughts, his thoughts, were only evil all the time. The whole world, all but one, all but Noah? How could it be that the population of the whole earth was in the woods? Well, just look around. Just look around. Evil's creeping over the nations. you agree with me on that? Here it comes. See what happens in Syria when men are so evil that they will hold truckloads of food and let it spoil while the children's flesh are cleaving to their bones and they die? How can that be? How can they? What motivates terrorism? Do you know that Satan, that evil in a man, wants to watch people tortured to death? Gets joy out of that? Can we even imagine that? See, it's something we almost deny, don't we? But guys, it's the truth. It's there. If you are not of your Father God, you are of your Father Satan, who comes to kill, still and destroy. There it is. How evil is Satan? We can't imagine. Little girls held in rooms and raped twenty times a day by a man passing by, men passing through, and looking for a sick momentary pleasure, and they have completely lost their conscience that they can go in and do that to a child, it's gone. Do you see that? In Noah's day, it had gotten so perverse that all men's thoughts were only evil all the time, Everyone, Our world is sick, but we've got good news. We've got good news. We believe and know that Jesus will come before everybody's taken into the woods. We know that. And he tells us that the road to, narrow, to heaven is narrow. And few there are that enter in, but there's a road. Girls, listen. Sisters, we we've, we've have we've been so blessed to be part of the chosen few. And you know what God wants? He wants us to win more and take them on that road with us. You know that's our job here. Draw your families. Draw your friends with you. Stay out of the darkness of the woods or you're not going to be effective doing that. God will be a light into your path and a light unto your feet, and a sweet Holy Spirit will guide you. That's how you stay out of the woods. Well, finally, here comes General Joab, and he's ready to kill Absalom. And you know what he does? He takes three darts, three. And one at a time, he thrusts those darts into the king's son. A child of the king caught. Absalom should have never been in the woods. You say, I've got some issues, but, you know, God's very patient with me. He understands. Well, God isn't out to get you. That's true. He's out to cut you down from the tree. He took the three darts for you, you see, those three nails, so you would not have to experience Satan's torture and his death. We need to hear this. Stay out of the woods. Stay out of the woods, even if it's a little tiny thing. You know yourself. It is a weakness that Satan will use to hang you up. You know it. Don't mess with anything that the Spirit nudges you to leave alone. Give in to the Holy Spirit of God. Today, Jesus has the nail prints in his hands to set you free. And Jesus has his arms open wide. Is there anything in your life that you know that God does not like and is not pleased with you about? Put it down and cry out to God. And don't run away from him. Let him catch you. When he catches you, he doesn't want to hurt you. All he wants to do is love on you. And then walk you out into the light. Whatever it is, it's not worth it. I'm talking to Beverly Sue today. And maybe I'm talking to you too. Right? All right. Let's stand and have a prayer. I'd like for you to think for a moment before we pray about the thing in your life that you know you need to give up. You need to let loose of. Would you just could, just get that in your mind right now? And I can't ask you right now to to say, "Okay, God, I I give it up (laughs) because you know what? That'll be a thing for you to go home and wrestle with. You'll have to take it home and you'll have to wrestle it out. But I'm asking you to consider that. And then I'm asking you to think of that person that's in the woods, somebody that you love, somebody that, you know, really needs you to be walking right to help them. And I want you to ask God right now to please open the door to let you speak to them the word that they need to hear. And Connie, honey, would you lead us in prayer now, please?